storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Hello and welcome to 4000 and Counting. I am Watty, this is Mark, and we are joined by Tiger's hitman, Mr. Rory Herman. He came into the UK with the Cardiff Devils, has since gone on to the Telford Tigers. The Telford Tigers have since went on a good run of form so it's uh it's a pleasure to welcome you to the show Rory. how um how have you found the uk so far mate thanks for having me i i love it here there you go that's a good answer <laughs> and we've just touched in on off air you're rocking the everton football shirt so we we want a little bit of background on why everton and what what brought you to everton football club uh it's all because my family my my mom's from liverpool so I got that Scouse blood in me and uh, her dad, my granddad, who always has been a big supporter of mine, was an Everton fan. And then my mom's an Everton fan. And then it just trickled down to myself. Not necessarily the the funnest club to watch at times, but, you know, they're always in the news because they're a pretty historic franchise and have done a lot of good in the past. And I'm sure they'll be just fine. Yeah, that'd be all right. I used to, I used to like Everton back in the day when they had Walter Smith and Big Duncan Ferguson. Ferguson, yeah. Boom! Stick the Glasgow kiss on somebody. So you, you <laughs> came, yeah, you came into the, uh, you came into the league. I believe you signed for the Devils' injury cover. Is that was that right, or did you come in on a? I don't understand. What contract did you come in on? I just, uh, I was in the states, right? I was in playing NCAA and. I graduated school early and then was uh, close friends with with a coach of mine that had connections over here. And, and I always told him since I had my passport that if he knew anybody uh, that could get me over there, let me know. And he just called me up and said, if you want to go, there's there's a team that will sign you because they had a few injuries and that was Cardiff. So I went there and I was there for about a month and then uh, and then came to Telford after. What did you make of the elite league and the month that you were there? It was pretty good. I I thought the league was really good. A lot of quality professional hockey players, and uh, there's definitely like a lot of imports in that league. So you got guys from Canada, US, and you know different countries all over. And then the British guys in that league are all really really good players, and and you know a lot of them are making a difference in that league. So it was, it was actually nice to come over and. I was more interested when I came over to see what the British players were like because I hadn't played with too many British guys in the past. Um, I'd seen a few of them at roller hockey tournaments in in Southern California because I grew up playing a lot of roller hockey there and guys were like rocking the the Union Jack bag and I was like, what the heck's this? But uh, I haven't seen too many ice hockey players. So when I came over, I was very interested in that. Um, but it's, it was really good. I enjoyed my time there. And uh, I played played my first game in Manchester, I remember, and it was pretty jet lag and everything, but thought I kept up pretty well with the pace. And then after that, just, you know, it was kind of getting my, my rhythm in professional hockey. And they pretty much just told me that I wasn't going to be playing as much and that they thought, you know, for, for a young guy like myself that I needed to be playing. So they ended up releasing me and I went to Telford and uh, was able to get the opportunity to play a lot there. And since it's just been good fun and we've been winning games and just knocked off the number two team and in, uh, in playoffs, Melvin Keynes over the weekend. So very excited about that. And uh, we're looking forward to, to Coventry and, and knocking off uh, another top seeded team. 
confidence is high. I want to stick with the Devils for one more second. You got an opportunity to play in the Continental Cup. How was that experience for you? It was good. I, uh, I mean, I was happy to go to France. I'd never been to France before, and oh, and nice. uh, I mean, it's spelled like "angers," <clears throat> but they say like "on yours" or something. Um, like that. I think yeah. that, something like that. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, on, on yay. Um, I think is what what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, no, that was really fun. I was able to see like a team in the Slovakian league. Actually, my one of my line mates from college was on that team. It was the last. Yeah. yeah, he was he was a good little player, and and uh, they ended up winning the tournament. The Slovakian team, and then the team that was uh, the Italian team was pretty good. And then I mean, I thought our team did really well there, and uh, we. We beat up on the Italian team pretty well, but then the the final game that we needed to win in order to to win the Continental Cup was a, a tight game. It didn't end up going our way, but overall, it was a really good experience. I enjoyed my time there, especially coming pretty much. How long how long have you you been out of school and then you're playing in like Continental Cup Final Four weekend? It wasn't long. Yeah, it was like three <clears throat> four weeks. Pretty much everything happened so fast for me, um, but it was really a blessing because I I wanted to. I mean, I didn't have any schooling to do and I wanted to turn professional. Like that's always been my goal is to be a professional hockey player. So right when that opportunity came up, it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to bite right now. And uh, whatever happens, happens. And pretty much any experience you get in professional hockey is a, a blessing and it's just good fun. That's a really good experience actually for you, especially is, is that one of your first times to actually visit? Have you been across Europe many times, like just in general? I, only, I would come to England when I was a kid. I would go up to Liverpool with my uh, with my mom's family. Like her whole family still lives there. Like my grandma lives there. And, you know, I get to go visit her like every couple of weeks now because it's only it's only about an hour, hour and a half, hour and a half drive up, up the road for me from Telford. So, but yeah, no, I would I would go like when I was a younger, I would go like once every two or three years, come over here around Christmas time and uh, get like a nice Cadbury selection box in my, <laughs> my stocking. Link set. Pretty much, pretty much experience a, a nice UK Liverpool uh, Christmas, like every, every couple of years. And then I'd been over in the summer a couple of times. And then I'd been up to Ireland. We had family in Cork and, and Dublin and some family in Belfast. So other than that, though, I uh, I've been to Spain. My sister lives in Madrid. She's oh, married, lovely! Uh, nice. Yeah, she's married to a Madrilenian guy. He's a big Real Madrid fan, so it was kind of laughable when they were beating the crap out of Liverpool. Mm. <laughs> That's a double uh, bonus for you, right? Yeah, uh, it was <clears> nice. <throat> but uh, yeah, no. Other than that, I uh, haven't been over here. That uh, must have been some experience then to uh, oh, to yeah. go and play. You like to go and play within your first month of moving over to Europe. You play against a Slovakian team, a French team, and an Italian team. That must give you a bit of a taste of all the different styles of hockey within Europe. Yeah, that was like unbelievable how that all played out. Like you said, uh, you kind of get a taste for for a team, and I mean it's only one team, but still, like you can kind of. I mean, the team we played, the. Uh, the team, the French team was really good. The Italian team was really good. Like, and the Slovakian team was, was a really good side. And then our team Cardiff was, was really good. So I kind of got like a sense of, of how good the hockey is in Europe. And, uh, you know, it just kind of been fueling me to work hard and, and 
you know, be at the top level in, in, in Europe and uh, make like a real good career over here in, in whatever league I end up in. So you went from that league, obviously down to Telford. You've had an exceptional, um, exceptional impact on the team there. 23 goals, 21 assists in 21 games, running over two points per game. How nice is it to like get back? Obviously, you had that year in college where you went, you kind of went goalless and then in the Devils, but now you've come out and you've kind of made up for it with well over a goal a game. Yeah, I, I mean, it's really like, it's really just opportunity. Like I came to Telford and then they were giving me like, they've been giving me like real good ice time and opportunities on power play. So you get opportunities to fill the net, you have to take them and, and other opportunities I've had might not been in roles to, uh, to score goals, but there definitely been roles where they've played big parts in teams. So I consider myself a really well-rounded player, someone who can score. And then if you, if you need someone who can play real, real defensive game and real solid on the PK, I can do that as well. That's primary. That's primarily what I was what I was looked at as in uh, in college in America. I played a lot of third line, fourth line minutes, and just grinded it out and did really well on the penalty kill. And uh, you know, just kind of was like a grinder, really. It's such an important role for the team that role and what that can bring to. If that maybe gives your top guy an extra fucking bit of space, it gives him an extra bit of rest. Whatever it is having guys to play that role. Like we just talked about Ben Davis um, on a prior podcast with, with Neil Francis. And obviously he's been crucial in Cardiff success this year, but then he, then he popped up and scored that GB goal against France that fucking kept us in pool, pool A. So they, it's having that ability to be that shutdown guy, but you go, Oh, you need me to score goals and you put me in opportunities. So then like you say, taking those opportunities. Yeah, you you know when you get an opportunity, you kind of just got to take it and run. And uh, you know if you're not in a situation where you're getting top minutes, you still have to find a way to to add to the team because ultimately, like the the team is only as good as like the guys that are willing to go out there and sacrifice with like block shots, hits, fights. Like that's pretty much the greatness of the game. How have you found obviously coming from the NCAA, no fighting to to this this league there's a little bit there's not as much when I played or there's not as many tough guys so to speak but what do you like that kind of physical aspect and the fact that the guys are mixing it up yeah I, I mean I've always enjoyed a good fight like when I was in the USHL playing I, I think I had like probably seven or eight fights in a few years so um I mean it's something that like for me it's not necessarily something I look at and go out to do but if I'm going to finish a hit on a guy and there's someone who wants to fight me after, if I'm going to even give a goalie like a whack and then you get in a fight, you know, that's just what it is. Um, I always enjoy, like, I'm never like trying to circle at the, in the, middle of the ice. Like if a fight happens, it happens. And uh, I actually, I really enjoy fighting if I'm being honest. Well, you're on the, you're, you're on the right place. And we, <laughs> we, we, we love, we love it here. The, um, the Telford Tigers have been, well, they've been on on a run. You say they they knocked you've you boys knocked off MK. So talk us through being the seven seeds, taking on the second seeds, head to head game, back to back, and then getting that victory. It must have been sweet. Yeah, it feels really good, and uh, it's something like it's something we prepared for really really well. And and since I've been here, 
we've kind of been able to use like the regular season to, uh, to kind of, we didn't really think that the position we were in and how the top of the table was looking, we were going to, you know, make a run for the league or anything, but our, our ultimately our goal when, when we were kind of playing our final regular season games is to try and fix like all the mistakes we can fix before going into playoffs. And the last, like, I mean, three weeks of the season, I felt like everything was kind of uh, working out and we were starting to play really, really well. So I'm not necessarily too surprised how it turned out on the weekend because I thought our preparation leading up to it was was really solid. And and especially the the week before, like in practice, like guys were snapping it around, like everybody was excited. It wasn't like, uh, oh, we got to play the, the uh, second place team. And, you know, we just lost in their barn a couple of weeks back in overtime. But we knew in that game that we had pretty much outplayed them in their barn so it was for us it was like let's let's just go do that again let's go out play them and let the score handle itself yeah can't yeah, say, can't throw the positions out the windows there yeah say that again mark you throw the positions out the windows come playoff time yeah it's any man's game and and i mean i just think like the the hungriest dog's going to get the, get the food. And that's how playoffs is. It's like, you're looking for a trophy, right? And you're looking for something that'll, you know, cement your name and, and help out the franchise, you know, cause all these franchises here, like all franchises want to win trophies. And, and I know like the league titles, the big trophy here and uh, congrats to Leeds for their league title. But, you know, there's also the playoff trophy as well. And, and, you know, the job's not finished. Like we got to go in to the Coventry this weekend, uh, ready to go and, and take our opportunity. Like I said before, like we got a real good opportunity here and we just got to run with it. Did you, any of your elite league games come away in Coventry or no? Yeah, I think my second game was in Coventry and I mean, it was kind of a tough game. Like I was still getting used to that, like the ice here. For some reason, I'd always had my skate sharpened at like half inch my whole life. And then when I came over here, like I couldn't skate. I was like, man, I, how could I just like not skate all of a sudden? And I was like having to experiment with all these different uh, sharpens on my skate. And I was like, I went into Coventry and I was just like falling everywhere. And I was like, oh man, like this ice is brutal. So then after that, I was like, I was like talking to the skate sharpener, uh, Murdy, uh, the, the equipment guy in Cardiff. He's, he's a real nice guy. I was like, like Murray's like, what do every what does everybody get their skates sharpened at here? And it was so off from what I was getting my skates done at that I was like, oh man, this is a this is a completely new world over here with the ice, and I'm gonna have to learn some things. But yeah, it's, no, that, it's just was, not as hard here, man. Yeah, a little bit softer. You, you, I don't know. It's I know what you, I know what you mean. What what did you make of who did we interview, Mark? With, a little while ago we're talking about like coming over the the different sizes of arenas you know some rinks are olympic pads some rinks are nhl size pads does that affect your game at all no i i mean there's like styles of game you need to play in certain rinks like if you have more space you're going to be skating a lot and you know i i think that with my speed if i have space i can I can use that to my advantage and skate to open areas and create plays from there. But then, like I was saying before, like in college, you know, I could also like muck and grind in the corner. So if we're in a small rink, 
you know, it's just one of those games where it's like, maybe you're not getting it over the blue line by uh, carrying it. Maybe you're, you know, getting it past like the goal line. And then the majority of your time carrying the puck is like below the top of the circles. But then like, you're so close to the net that like a shot's never a bad option. And sometimes you'll just score from there. So there's like different little nuances in those rinks. And uh, I definitely like think that growing up in San Diego, I was able to uh, see like Olympic ice and, and some smaller rinks, like, the rinks in Southern California, I wouldn't say are too far off from the rinks, any of the rinks that I've played in here where there's some that are a little bit smaller and then there's some that are a little bit, uh, a little bit more space out there, like the Olympic ice. Oh, there you go. What's it been like uh, having the old boys like Scotty Mack and Tommy C, Tommy Carlon? They're both both good friends of mine. Both played like GB with us when we were juniors and stuff like that. How is it having those beauties as teammates? It's great. Uh, Tom came in the day that I got there. So when I got off the train in Telford, I practiced the next night and they had picked up uh, Flatsy, Gareth O'Flattery. Butte as well. Yeah, yeah, real nice guy. He's rocking a sick mustache for playoffs right now. Of course and, he is. Uh, yeah. And then Tom Carlin, who's just like a, a big guy. You know, you don't really know what to make of him for the first day in practice and everything. But then like, you realize he's just like the most genuine, nice down to earth guy. And then the same with Scotty Mack, like he, uh, he's just a real genuine guy. And I mean, it's, it's hard to, you know, not have fun at the rink when those guys are there. Cause like, they're always, I mean, it's British humor, man. Like we're in the locker room and everybody's just like <laughs> shooting off at each other. And I'm just sitting there like, you know, I'm, I'm fast because my mom and her, her humor and that's yeah. my family, but I'm not as fast as like, you know, the Brits, obviously, and I enjoy just sitting back and just listening to these guys talk. And, and, uh, I mean, you end up learning a lot too. Like I I've learned so much from Scott and, and Tom Carlon and, and, and Flatsy and, and our goalie Brad Day and a bunch of the other guys on our team who just have been playing a lot of pro hockey and in the UK and, and even like all over Europe. So I enjoy it. How good was Brad Day last weekend? I, I didn't see any of your boys' games, oh, but man. he was he was so the awesome. he was the name that popped up every time that I talked to yeah. anyone about it. It was All Brad Day, line. Brad Day, Brad Day, Brad Day. He was so solid. You know, we hadn't helped him too much with like some of our defensive mistakes in the regular season. So, you know, maybe his numbers aren't looking as good as like last year. And I don't even know what his numbers were last year, but everybody talks about how great a goalie is, and you know, they they're right. Like he's an unbelievable goalie and you know, the, the defense that we put, put in front of him is only going to give him more confidence. So we got to help him out and, you know, block shots and stuff like that, but he's great. He's an unreal goalie. What about uh, another friend of the show, your coach, Mr. Tom Watkins, what a fucking beauty uh, for a coach. How'd you get on playing for Tommy? I love playing for Tommy. He's uh, like, he's a wealth of knowledge and that's something I really appreciate in a coach is, is someone who's like doesn't think that they they know the game like know it all like they're still learning and I mean he's man he's just like coming to the rink every day and cutting clips on video and just doing like all the little things and and he doesn't just hold it and keep it to himself like he shares it with everybody like he wants everybody to to use the knowledge that he might have found like even if someone was like oh I saw that clip like a couple of weeks ago on Instagram and you were just seeing it now, like it's still like he's bringing it to the team and, and teaching the guys and uh, on the bench, like he's, 
I mean, he stays pretty calm and, and pretty collected. Um, even if things get like a little bit chaotic, he stays pretty cool. And, and I really love playing for him. He's a real nice guy off the ice too. And, and his, uh, his brother's on our team and his son's on our team. And they're both really, really nice guys. Yeah, his son's a warrior, man. His story is fucking yeah. his story yeah. is crazy. And he's yeah, doing really, doing really well. He doesn't talk about it much too. Like, and he's so humble. Sammy Watkins, like he's one of the nicest guys on the team. Like, just one of the nicest guys. And and I really, really enjoy playing with him. Well, his story's mad. If you haven't heard it, guys, I think we spoke to Tom about it on our episode. Go check our episode out with Tom. While we got you there, just while you're watching along, don't forget, Saturday the 5th of August, 4,000 and counting, charity game down in Slough. Ticket information will come out after the playoffs before GB. So give you guys something to look forward to in that middle bit. Mark, sorry, come mate. I can't remember what I was going to say. I got distracted by the charity game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So Rory, your, your, your first task of the weekend is obviously to get through the semi-final. Then in the final, you could potentially, you could potentially meet either the dogs or the Raiders. Is that right? Right there. They changed it. Yeah, that's right. You boys got leads on Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. dogs or the raiders. What what would you make of uh, both of those outfits? I mean, I've only played them like I haven't been here the whole year, so it's been tough like trying to remember how each team plays. Um, but I I mean from what I remember, like both teams are pretty solid and and I think in the games that we played them, uh I think we, I think we'll be just fine against either of those teams, and I'm confident that, you know, getting through the semifinal, we're going to beat either one of those teams in the final. I mean, if you're coming off the back of a, of a victory against Leeds, you'd have to be very confident. How do you beat Leeds Knights because they have been clearly the best team this year? Obviously, they they had the hiccup in the cup, but other than that, they've been lights out. I, I believe, other than the cup, they're they're like biggest defeat of the year was 4-1 and they've put absolute beatdowns on teams up and down the country how do you how do you unlock that puzzle i think that it starts in practice this week and uh you really just got to look at video clips and and try our absolute hardest to to like you said like you know we need to figure out the type of game that they're going to bring um but we can't really control the type of game that they're going to bring. Like we might watch video and, and think that, okay, like we can do some things here, but at the, at the end of the day, like we need to kind of just stick to to what we, what we know we can do best, which I think is just play like a full 60 minute game and, and uh, play really solid defensively, which I think that's one of our strong suits in the last few weeks is how good we've been defensively. And uh, I think, uh, I mean, I'm confident that, that a game against Leeds would be a tighter game than what they've played against other teams, just based off how how we've been trending. We've just got to beat a solid MK side, yeah. so there's nothing nothing stopping you at all. You've got the quality guys like yourself in that team as well. It's just done it the whole world of good. So yeah, you maybe you can pull out a shock in Coventry. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Appreciate that. 
Right. This has been awesome, buddy. Thank you very much for joining the show. Guys, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe, like, comment, do all the other usual stuff. We will be seeing you very, very soon for another episode. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining, bro. Thank you. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red